0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Today we are back on M- and Hinge. Today we are joined once again by Oscar Silva. And this time we are live on uh, StreamYard, signing a new software that we're experimenting with today. Uh, eventually down the road, we'll invest in it. But yeah, I'm joined with Oscar Silva. How's it going over there in America, buddy?
1: Yeah, it's going great. I actually wasn't too excited about this fight when it was originally announced. But the more I think about it, the more nervous I get about my pick.
0: Uh, so we'll get into that pick a little bit later on, uh, once we break down the car, we're going to start from top to bottom and, uh, we'll start at the top, but yeah, we've got some great news coming on the show. I just dropped a, a Gilbert and no, not Gilbert, uh, cause we're talking about Gilbert Burns. I just dropped a, a Gillian Robertson interview on the channel. Uh, be sure to check that out on YouTube and, uh, Anchor where you'll check that out on Spotify, Apple, Apple podcasts and, uh, Oscar knows all them details over there. Uh, Oscar, where can you check them out?
1: Yeah, they can check it out on pretty much any podcast platform, but the main ones are Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Overcast, Podcast Addict, or wherever else you get it. You know, it would have to be some kind of strange platform for it not to be there.
0: Yeah, so go check out the Gillian Robertson interview uh, available after this uh, after this show, and uh, so so be sure to check that out. Uh, but we're gonna get into the, to the first fight. Well, the, well the, the main event of the evening. We're gonna start from top to bottom. Uh, Kamara Usman versus Gilbert Burns, uh, defending his title versus um, uh, Gilbert Burns. A really good stylistic matchup between the two grapplers. Uh, Gilbert Burns, a good breed JJ practitioner. Really, really underrated on the ground, but on the feet, he's got really good power, and it's a really tough test in front of Usman. Uh, what's your thoughts on this matchup, Bird? Uh, Oscar.
1: Yeah, if you're looking at this from a casual perspective, you're thinking Usman gets another dominant, unanimous decision, but it's really not that simple. Gilbert Burns is a high-level black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and he has a lot of power in his hands. Ever since he's gone a welterweight, he's been a force to be reckoned with. He's knocked out Alexey Konchenko. He's beaten Gunnar Nelson. He knocked out Damian Maia and he nearly finished the former champion that Usman beat to claim his title, Tyron Woodley. He's looking like an absolute monster at this new weight class, and I do think he presents a lot of danger to Kamaru Usman. Although, let's not disrespect Kamaru Usman here. The guy is undefeated in the UFC. He only lost his third fight by uh, submission, and... You know, we we can really write that off if you ask me. The guy's a black belt himself as well. So I think with his wrestling, he'll be able to negate the jujitsu of Burns. But he'll have to be very cautious when he goes down there. But if you've watched most of his fights recently, he actually likes to go to the clinch more than he likes to uh, lay and pray on the ground. He likes to push a guy against the fence and control him. He actually got 16 minutes of control time against Jorge Masvidal. That was on short notice for Masvidal. But the way that the guy is built is, is very impressive. He's very physically strong. And I think he's bigger and stronger than Burns. So that'll lead him to victory because he's he can control him against fence. That's his path to victory here. If he strays from that, that's where Gilbert Burns could win. I think this goes to a decision on either. Uh, if either guy wins, I think Burns... And Usman have had a lot of uh, friendly sparring in the past. They've also had some hard sparring. I, I don't know who got the better of who. We've heard a lot of people say that Burns actually got the better of him, but we we just don't know what really happened. Usman burn. has gone to Trevor Whitman's camp over there in Colorado to improve his striking. Burns has stayed at the same gym, but at that same gym who's trained and they all know all of Usman's weaknesses and they can tell them to Gilbert so we don't know who has the the edge in the skill set on the feet and also we don't know who has the mental edge because these guys are good friends former teammates I don't know what's going to happen here but I will have to side with the safe pick the big favorite Kamaru Usman by unanimous decision how about you
0: See, that's what makes this fight so interesting. It, these two were former teammates. They know each other's game so well. They, they were training partners. They sparred with each other regularly on a daily basis. And now they're fighting each other. It's interesting because they're, they've they seen each other. They've seen each other grow, uh, becoming to better fighters as, as the future went on. And it's so interesting because they're going to know each other's game just like that they've been training with each other for years and uh, it's just it's just going to be an interesting fight and uh hopefully there's no bad blood between it. i think they're okay i think they you know it's not a massive rivalry they're just like they ended up fighting each other for the belt but you know Kamaru Usman man he's he's an animal man and i, I do see him taking this win and uh, i feel like um Whereas uh, other fighters that who are fighting Gilbert Burns well, will be, like, you know, timid to take him down because of his BJJ. But I feel like Usman, you know, he's going to be able to take him down and he's going to be able to avoid the def- uh, the attacking offense uh, from Gilbert Burns on the ground. I feel like uh, uh, Kamaru Usman is very good at his sum- submission defense, being able to n- nullify uh, the submission offense coming his way. And I think that's what's going to be the story of the fight. I think uh, Kamaru Usman will take him down. Uh, in the in the really in the early rounds, and that's when we're going to see how really good Usman is, uh, how how he can take him down at will, and how he can control him on the ground. Someone as high skilled and high leveled as Gilbert Burns, and just sitting there controlling him, and this is what we're going to see in this fight. I think Usman controls him on the ground, and in the later rounds, stands with him, and just you know tra- they trade punches, and it, it's a really good five round fight. Uh, I think Usman takes it by decision.
1: Yeah, that's what I went with as well. But it will not be easy. Gilbert Burns is a savage. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think Burns has the edge in the power. I honestly don't know who has the edge in the power here. But that could be the determining factor in the judge's eyes. Because whoever lands the more effective shots could get the hand raised here.
0: Yeah, 100. Uh, percent Early on, I think uh, Gilbert Burns can be very active uh, with his hands. He'll be throwing a lot of combinations, a lot of leg kicks. I think will be coming in from his way. I think he's going to try and nullify that calf kick. Uh, that calf will try and shut it down just to limit the movement of Kamaru Usman, try and stop him from shooting. Maybe a potential knee. You, you don't know uh, Gilbert Burns might fake that knee, uh, try and stop uh, Usman from shooting. In that's uh, we've seen that in the past when uh, you know uh, strikers like to kind of fake that knee when they're fighting wrestlers. And uh, but you know. If Kamara Usman does take Gilbert Burns down, he you know that that's his world as well. He's a BJ, he's a black belt, you know, he's a really high skilled BJJ um, practitioner. He's been around uh, BJJ his whole life, he's uh, he's really skilled on the ground. And he said there recently that he will throw up a submission anywhere and everywhere recently, and that's incredible to think about. You know, that's really scary. If you're Kamara Usman, you really don't want to get caught in a submission. Uh, I, I think I said recently on um, someone's post the first two rounds. Uh, is going to go Kamaru Usman's way, but we're going to see a really close submission attempt from uh, Gilbert Burns. I think Gilbert Burns is going to land at a really close submission attempt and it will become really close to finishing the fight and then Usman would learn from that mistake and then he would just uh, continue to control him on the ground.
1: Yeah, I also have questions about Gilbert Burns's Cardio because while he did go five rounds with Tyron Woodley, that was a Tyron Woodley that was not presenting any threats in that fight. He was extremely... Extremely timid, and he was really not firing back when uh Gilbert was throwing. So I I wonder how Gilbert is gonna process being possibly dominated, and will he get tired in those later rounds? Because we know Usman is a perfect five-round fighter. Here's a fun fact, if you didn't know, he's never ever sat down on a stool in between rounds. Hey, Usman? Yeah, never even in wow. the public kick fight where he was swinging for the fences. wow that's incredible
0: it just highlights his cardio man he's an yeah he's a machine when it comes to five rounds and uh, being able to you know withdraw uh, um the, the punishment and being able to carry on the endurance that he has is absolutely incredible for, for a fight it's ridiculous and it showed in that uh kobe fight uh, where it was very close heading into that fifth. Uh, the fight could be going either, either, either way. Colby um, started well in the fifth, and then Usman just landed that big shot and uh, ended the fight.
1: Yeah, I would love to see that rematch possibly oh, after yeah. this as well. Mm, that rematch is
0: uh, stylistically, I think that's the closest matchup we have to someone beating Usman. I think
1: Colby is his biggest test, 100%. Yeah, if not, Hamza Shemaya, but we'll talk about that fight. Later in March.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, co main event of the evening, we've got Macy Barber versus Alexa Grasso. A bit of a weird one for me for co main event. They were kind of. Uh, you got Kelvin Gaslin versus Ian Hynes right after that. I was like, what? I think they should be co main event. You know, Kelvin Gastelum. you know, uh, after his loss against Jack Manson, needs a win desperately. But uh, we talk about wins de- desperately. To get back on the, the hype train, Macy Barber, after a loss against Roxanne Mottaferri, uh, facing Alexa Grasso. Uh, she really needs a win in this one, desperately, because in our last fight, uh, she, all that hype got derailed, and she needs she needs to put on a statement uh, statement on USC 258, you know, say that I'm still here, I'm still going to be the youngest champion in the USC she needs a really big performance uh, on this uh, Saturday, and uh, what, what do you think of the, uh, the fight,
1: and who do you think is going to win? Yeah, I think this actually has uh, potential to be a really good fight, because both of these women like to keep it on their feet, and their striking is pretty good, uh, especially um, at the flyweight level, here uh, for the women. I think that we're gonna see this being uh, being contested on the feet. But I do think that Grasso has just, she's cleaner. Her striking is cleaner. Uh, she's not a finisher in any sense of the word, uh, other, uh, other than the fact that she nearly submitted Carlos Barca in Mexico City back in 2019. That that was an insane submission she nearly pulled off against a former champion, and that was a split decision against a former champion. We we cannot ignore that, and let's not forget Macy Barber is coming off an ACL injury. That we we don't know how she'll look in the octagon on that on her leg. I don't know. That could be a factor here, especially when she might need to move away for an, an, an aggressive uh, Grasso. Ross is coming off a big win after moving up to flyweight because she could not make that uh strawweight limit back in uh, January of 2020, and she looks much healthier at this weight class and her superior boxing shall leave her with victory. But Barber likes to finish fights. That's the only way she's won. She's won on the feet. She's finished a ton of people, including uh, someone you just interviewed, Jillian Robertson. She's. You know she's very uh well respected. She's seen it all really, and she finished her. So that that's a really good win on her record. But I I don't think uh, Grasso's chin is is like. You know that Mexican warrior spirit is no joke. We saw that with Brandon Moreno. They can take a shot and keep it coming. And she actually said she was inspired by Brandon Moreno. She says she wants to be champion uh and represent mexico here and i think this is a step forward for her she gets the unanimous decision here how about you uh, yeah, as you said there perfectly, this is a good fight, uh, but I
0: would like to have seen uh, Kelvin Gastelum and In Heidish at the co-main event, in. It, even though it, it doesn't really make any difference. You know, they're both going to go three rounds at the end of the day. It doesn't really, you know, uh, if Kelvin Gastelum goes to the game, he's not going to fight five rounds. He's going to be three rounds anyway. Even though there has been potentially talks of a uh, co-main event and main event being co-five rounds. Have you heard about that?
1: I would love to see that, uh, but uh, Dana said that it takes opportunities away from other fighters. He mm-hmm. says there's only so much time you can fill. Well let's be honest. Some of those uh early prelim fights, they can go to the wayside. Not on this card, but on certain cards, <clears throat> they can definitely go to the wayside if you ask me. If we're gonna if we're gonna sacrifice three rounds of mellow versus uh Maras for uh say Tony Ferguson versus Paul Felder, uh that's an easy trade if you ask me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, be- best way I could put it. But anyway, Macy Barber versus Alexa Grasso, you said there perfectly.
0: Alexa Grasso, her boxing's more sharp, more crisp. She's got more pop on you. Well, I wouldn't say more pop, but more sharper. Uh, but Barber, you said there, has got that power on the feet. She reminds me of a lot. Uh, very similar to, you know, uh, Miranda Maverick, because uh, they've both got power. They've both got very heavy hands. Uh, Barber can end the fight uh, v- quickly. Um but does she? That's the problem. She has to end it in bunches. Uh, she's not a a KO, one punch KO. Not and not any woman in 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 MMA is a one one KO punch unless she name's Chris Cyborg, Amanda Nunes, Fantina Shevchenko, someone like that. But yeah, when it comes to uh, I don't know we're low, not not lower level, but you know when it comes to other names other than them, uh, it takes a lot of punches to finish the fight. And um, we've seen it again in Macy Barber. It takes a uh, when she does eventually finish the fight, she's got heavy hands on the on the feet, and uh, she does finish the fight. She gets women very hurt. We've seen it against, as you said there, against Gillian. She got her very hurt. Uh, the the referee stopped it on the cage, um, and so yeah, she's finished uh, a lot of fights in her career. Uh, her last win was against, as uh, you said there, Gillian Robson for a loss against uh, Roxanne Mataferi. Uh Before that, she that uh, she had wins over JJ Aldrich. She uh, need her and then KO'd her with punches. Uh, before that, she knocked out Hannah Ciphers, ground and pound. Uh, but yeah, uh, this is a layoff that she's uh, uh, more than a year uh, since uh, her last fight against Roxanne Mataferi. And uh, I, I feel like, um, as you, you put it perfectly, uh, a unanimous decision win for Alexa Grasso. I think she's going to stick to a point fighting. I think she's going to... This is a good opportunity for her. She almost finished the fight against Carter Esparza. If the floor, if the fight does hit the floor, I do give the edge to Alexa, Alexa, uh, Alexa Grasso. I think she's uh, she's got a better BJJ. Uh, she's got a better wrestling. Um, but yeah, Alexa, Alexa Grasso, you know, she's very good on the, on the on the on the striking as well in her own right. She's very crisp, very sharp. Uh, I feel like she'll stick to her jab the whole night, and uh, we'll see her just jabbing and moving.
1: Yeah. Also, uh, I think that this could be a split decision, but you never know with these judges, you know. And let's not forget that Alexa's never been finished by strike; she's never been knocked out. So I have no reason to believe that uh, Barber should be able to get the finish here. Let's not forget, Grasso has much more experience. Barber is a uh, very new; she's very young. She wanted to be uh the youngest champion in UFC history, and Roxanne ferry had something to say about that. So uh the experience edge lock sides here with uh Grasso, and I think that'll that'll really be uh a thorn in Barber's side.
0: Yeah, 100 percent Well we we'll move on to Kelvin Gasloin versus Ian Heinish. A great fight, an absolute tremendous fight. Ian Heinish, you know, bursting onto the scene after coming on to White contender series. With, uh, got uh, got some wins behind his belt. Um, he beat um, uh, Cesare Ferreira, uh, Antonio Colos Jr. That got him a fight against Derek Brunson. He lost that one by unanimous decision, and then he got a fight against Omar Akmedov, and he lost that one by unanimous decision as well. But then he returned in with impressive fashion against Jared Mercia, uh over right, uh, overhand right, and then uh, some ground and pounds to finish it off. And now he was scheduled. He was scheduled to fight uh, Brendan Allen, uh, and then Sean Strickland stepped in took his opportunity, and now he got that big win. Uh, but now he's got Kelvin Gasoline, a much bigger name, uh, a much bigger person in front of him. And uh, Kelvin gasolin as late, has not been on the greatest of form. We've seen it. He lost against Darren Till. He lost against Jack Comanson. He's lost against Adesanya. He's got three losers on the bounce. This is a big Big, big, big fight for Kelvin Gastelone. This is a must, must win fight. Because if he loses this one, it's going to be really tricky to see where he goes from here. Uh, before he was on a free fight losing streak, he beat the likes of Michael Bispan. He knocked him out. Uh, had a split decision win over uh, uh, Jacko Souza. Uh, got finished by Chris uh, Weidman. Uh, beat Tim Kennedy. Uh, beat uh, to Beaufort. That got overturned. But, you know, he's... um. Uh, this is a tough fight for Kelvin he's, uh Ian Heinisch is a warrior. He's got a, he he's um he's very good on the feet. We've seen he's got powerful uh, powerful uh, powerful hands. But Kelvin Gastelum, we've seen he's powerful as well. We've seen him knock out uh, Michael Bispin. But uh, on the ground, uh, I don't really see Ian Heinisch uh, proposing a threat for Kelvin Gasolin. I feel Kelton is going to have the, the better of the exchanges on the ground. And uh, if uh, Kelvin Gasolin can get his uh, strikes working, uh, getting him moving quick, getting the, the punches in early, I think this could be a good night for him. But, you know, and necessarily he doesn't have to end it early, but I feel like if he just gets his strikes working, connecting, being active on the feet, beating Heinrich to the punches, he can, he can have a really good fight and a really good night. What's your thoughts on this, Oscar?
1: Yeah, I think people are thinking too, uh, or putting too much into Kelvin's losses, uh, you know you can always make an excuse for a loss, and th- that's what I'll do here. Uh, Kelvin Gastelum, he lost to Adesanya. That guy won two rounds, two rounds against Adesanya, the middleweight king, the guy who was beating Costa Romero and Whitaker. He mm-hmm. had him rocked badly. I can, I simply cannot overlook that. That fight might be the greatest fight I've ever seen. That fight really, really impressed me. That fight will be something I will never forget. And I can't forget it here when I'm thinking about Kelvin Gaslam and Ian Heinish, who's nowhere near out of science level, if you ask me, in the striking realm. I think uh, Kelvin Gaslam is much better on the feet than him. He's got more power, and I don't think Ian Heinish can out-wrestle him. Ian Heinish's losses in the UFC have been to better wrestlers I don't know if Kelvin is the better wrestler, but that's never really been his game plan, even against uh, a uh striker like Adesanya. Uh I, I just don't think Ian Heinish is at the level of Kelvin. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think so. The guy uh the guy has lost to uh Marcus Perez, who recently went out of the UFC. He even asked for his own release. I think Kelvin uh Kelvin is just better everywhere possibly. And he works at that team over at King's MMA in California where uh, Danilo Marquez just got a victory last week. I think that really <clears> upped the morale over there at that camp. And I think Kelvin is going to keep their win streak going and he's going to get the unanimous decision. But he's very alive for a knockout here. Kelvin has knocked down most of his opponents at middleweight despite being undersized. I think he's a true welterweight He's only 5'9", which is, you know, Dustin Poirier's height. Uh, he's re- he really doesn't have a proper middleweight build. I think he could be uh, disciplined enough possibly in the future to be a welterweight. And I think he could be champion at welterweight. But at middleweight, when you have guys like Adesanya and Whitaker at the top, it, it's not going to happen for him. But against someone like Ian Hynish, who's that low well in the rankings, who doesn't have uh, as much uh, high level experience like Kelvin. I'm gonna side with Kelvin here by right name this decision or a third round TKO.
0: Brilliant, perfect, uh, example of uh, a breakdown there. Uh, Kelvin Gasoline versus Ian Heinrich, um, a great fight. Uh, but moving on to a legend fight, uh, one they put on the short notice Bobby Green versus Jim Miller. Uh, Bobby Green has been on a in, in 2020, he went on a good streak. He went on a was it a three fight win streak or four fight winning streak? come to say a three fight win streak in 2020. Uh That started with uh, Clay Guida, Landovanar, and Alan Patrick. He was uh, really putting on a, uh, some uh, a good uh, good account of himself. Then he came up against Thiago Moises. A lot of people thought it could have went his way. A lot of people thought it could have went Thiago Moises' way. Uh, it was a you know it was a very uh, good contest for the both of them. But then he has Jim Miller, uh, a, a veterans, two veterans going. um Two veterans going to battle. This is a, a, a really good fight. Uh, we've seen Jim Miller. He lost fought against Vink uh, Paschel in 2020 as well. He fought three times in 2020 as well. He went two and one. Uh, one and two, I mean. He, he lost against um, Scott Holzman. And then he beat Ro- Roosevelt Roberts, uh, armbarred him. And then he uh, lost against Vince Paschel. But, you know, he's got Bobby Green uh, in his upcoming uh, upcoming fight. And I think Bobby Green takes this one. I think Bobby Green, he's, you know, he's been on a really good... Um, uh surge of his lady you know he he arguably could have beat um he or should have been beat should have beaten the tiago moises Uh, he should have got a a lot of people thought he should have got the nod that night and uh you know i feel like he's he's got the momentum against his side uh i I feel like uh the different stages of their career i feel like uh jim miller you know he's a veteran uh he's um you know, always there. You know, I, get, I don't want. I don't want to say that word, but I, I feel like I have to. I feel like he's a little bit of a gatekeeper. Uh, I feel like there, there, there's a lot of um. Uh, if 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 there's a young up and coming talent, you know, you got to go through Jim Miller to get to the top at 155 pound. And I think uh, that, that, even though Bobby Green ain't young himself, he's been around, fought the best. He's fought Dustin Poirier. He's fought a lot of great fighters in 155 pound. But so has Jim Miller, man. He's, he's he's fought everyone. He's absolutely fought everyone in that in that division. But I just feel like uh, Bobby Green will be too much for Jim Miller this night. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see a good performance, a good bounce-back performance from Bobby Green. What's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, Bobby Green clearly won that Tiago Moises fight. I have no clue what the judges were seeing that night. He did almost get submitted. But I can't ignore the fact that that guy got outstruck 2-1. to one. Let me show you these striking numbers. 94-43. to 43. For Bobby Green, that's that's outrageous. And all you're thinking, may, maybe in one round he did really well. No, every single round, twenty six to 13, 29 to 14, 30 and fifteen. He was landing twice as many mm-hmm. strikes as Tiago. That's just outrageous. If you ask me, Bobby Green should be four and zero in twenty twenty. Should have been talked to, uh, about, just like Kevin Holland and Hamzat were for for best better fighters of the year. Uh Bobby Green has not fought the best of competition recently. Let's let's not act like a Clay Guida, Alan Patrick, Lando Venata. Let's not act like those guys are creaming the crop right now. And Jim Jim Miller, I, I'd group him with those guys as well. I think uh Bobby Green could get it done here. And also uh Jim Miller's coming off a loss to Vince from Hell Pachel. Uh, you know, Vince from Hell Pachelle, he's he's actually not lost too many fights as of late, but I don't group him in the, amongst the better guys either. So I'm going to side with Bobby Green by unanimous decision because of the fact that he's been very active as of late the, despite that uh, little uh, setback against Moises. And he's going to he's gonna be just the aggressor here. Jim Miller is going to try to take him down. Bob Green showed good takedown defense against Clay Guida. He's not going to be uh, – so Jim Miller won't be able to get those takedowns. So he's going to get pieced up on the feet. And since he's got Lyme disease, his cardio has not been the same. In the third round, he always looks terrible. And Bobby Green actually has had some pretty decent third rounds, especially against Lando Banana. So I'm going to side with Bobby Green here by uh just a beating. It's going to be a beating, if you ask me. And I think he's more motivated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But- Jim Miller has had more octagon walks than anyone else, even Donald Cowboy Cerrone. He's seen it all. He's he's already fought his heart and soul out in the octagon plenty of times. And I think Bobby Green is hungrier. Bobby Green says he doesn't feel like he's respected by his peers yet. Everybody respects Jim Miller, but he uh, doesn't exactly get the respect he deserves. So I think he's more motivated. And he's better on the feet, and he's got good takedown defense. So there we go, unanimous decision. Bobby Green, unless he slips on a banana peel and gets submitted, but he didn't. That didn't happen against Thiago Moraes. So I have no reason. I have no reason to believe that it will happen here. How about you? Uh, yeah, exactly
0: how I'm putting it. Bobby Green uh, in absolute beaten. Uh, I feel like uh, in the in the first round, Jim Miller's going to shoot a lot. Uh, we're going to see a lot of takedown uh, attempts, and Bobby Green will be equal to it. We'll see him st- stuffing a lot of uh, shots, and uh, he'll get straight back up, and, and you know, then punches uh, will come in uh, fast and uh, a lot as well uh so yeah that that that, i believe we have one more main card uh yeah julia marquez versus maki patolo uh we'll go through that one and then we'll just quickly talk about the prelims we don't want to hold you for too long but there are some decent prelims uh on on this on this fight some really good ones uh just think about this ricky simone versus brian keller on the prelims that that's a great fight a really good fight and um the first fight in the evening, we've got Gillian Robertson, who I just spoke to. Uh, you know, link. Uh, I can't keep plugging it. I just spoke to her. Uh, the interview is on YouTube. Uh, you can watch her on Anchor and all the platforms on Apple, uh, on podcasts. Uh, Gillian Robertson versus Miranda Maverick. Crazy fight. Really good stylistic matchup. And that's the first fight of the evening. Incredible. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll quickly go through this last main card. And then we'll quickly give our picks. Uh, for, for the prelims, then we'll move on to the Bellator light heavyweight uh, championship that just recently got announced. Insane, insane, anyway. Julian Marquez versus uh Makati, um, Maki Potolo. Uh, this fight is in a really good fight. Um, we saw um, Julian Marquez in his last fight against Alessio de he lost the split decision that was in 2018. It's been a long, long while for um. Uh, Julian Marquez to get back to the octagon. Uh, but once upon a time, he choked out Darren Stewart. He head-kicked Phil Hawes. Uh, if you have not seen that 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 KO, a ridiculous KO, uh, all you have to do is look at Dan Watt's reaction after that KO to see how like how gnarly it was. It, incredible. Uh, but, yeah, absolutely tremendous. Uh, a lot of his um, wins do come by so, uh, a KO. He has a win, believe it or not, in 2016 over Matt Hamill.
1: Did you know that, Oscar? Wow. I had no clue. Uh I was I'm actually watching season three, of The Ultimate Fighter, right now, and uh Matt Hamill's one of the more prominent characters on there. Yeah, that's really surprising.
0: Yeah, it was in 2016, um, after Matt Hamill got released from the UFC in 2013. He went on a, a he lost three fights in a row and he got knocked out. Well, he got finished in the first one by uh Nibar and they got uh, uh, punched. Uh well got um KO'd by Sokaju. Oh, my God. Do you remember him? Sokiju from Pride Day's Big Lung Dreads. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What a oh,
0: my. yeah. He got knocked out by him. And then he got knocked out uh, by uh, Julian Marquez. And, uh, yeah, Julian Marquez got a win over uh, Matt Hamill uh, in 2016. But um, and then he came to the UFC and knocked out Phil Hawes in the Danny White Contender Series with a massive head kick, uh, choked out Darren Stewart, uh, lost Alessio Discaro and then kind of went away for a bit. And uh, this is his first fight back. Uh, I don't know how long it's been, but it's been a quite a long while uh, for him to get back to the octagon. And he's fighting Maki Batola, who, you know, if you look at his uh, his run of late, not the greatest. Really not the greatest. He's been on a two-fight losing streak at the moment. Before that, he had a win over Charles Bird. He, he recently retired from the... Uh, from MMA after that loss, and they lost against Darren Stewart. Got choked out by Darren Stewart, then Imper Costagna. He, uh, he lost the you know, decision. He's not been in the great, uh, on the greatest run of form at the moment. And I think uh, Julian Marquez puts on, the, puts on the pressure for him as for his job as well. I think Marquez goes in there, and uh, uh Mike could take a lot, uh, a lot of punches. And I think it was going to be the story of the fight again. I think uh, Julian Marquez, you know. We're going to see him uh, come out early, come out strong, uh, land a lot of kicks, land a lot of punches. But in the third round, we'll see Marquez gasp, uh because, you know, he hasn't been in gone for a while. He threw everything into that first and second round. And Maki Pitola, after wearing all them punches, uh, will make a little bit of a comeback, but we're little, little too, too, too little too late.
1: What's your thoughts? Yeah, that actually uh, is a pretty accurate description of how I see it going as well. Marquez is coming off a long layoff, I believe, with a back injury that he sustained uh and he did go to a split decision with Alessio DeShirico and we we've learned that DeShirico is not quite the best in that middleweight division. Uh he was on a three fight skid uh after that fight. So I, I don't really know how legit Marcus is, but he's a very scary. He's got a lot of power in his feet and his uh and his kicks. He actually knocked out, you know, as you said, Phil Haas. He's knocked out guys with one punch in the past. And Maki has been knocked out cold in the past. So I have questions about his chin. So I'm going to assume he gets knocked out here. But this reminds me of Ponce Nibio in League and back in January. Where we saw Ponzi Nibio getting knocked out cold after a long layoff. You know, he was a big favorite were expecting him to win out uh, cold because that long probably was detrimental to his career and the, I'm very scared about making this pick for Marquez because the same thing could happen when, when you got a guy named coconut bombs he's got a lot of power in his hands as well he's, he's even got a uh, decent submission skills but uh I'm gonna start here with Marquez but we could see him uh out cold on the floor just like Ponzi it was
0: that was a great point that you brought up there um maki had been looked out in the past before uh that that was a great one uh you know we've seen him been knocked out that's a questions over his chin um that yeah that's a very valid point we've seen him been knocked out before and uh jimmy marquez has got very a lot of power in them hands if you look at his record just full of knockouts full of head kicks uh but yeah mackie patola does have power in his hands also so this will be a very interesting Match up for the the main card and a great way to start it as well with the two men just slugging their way. I think we're going to see a really good uh, good fight in this one. We're going to see a really good first round as well. I think the first round, both men are going to be fresh and we're going to see them trading punches.
1: Yeah, this actually has potential to be part of the night.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll quickly go through the prelims, uh, then we'll get on to the Bellator, uh, the Bellator Heavyweight Champion- Championship Grand Prix. So give us your quick picks uh, for, for the prelims and I'll give you mine.
1: Yeah, all right. Uh, on the prelims, we got Hadelfo uh, Vieira versus Anthony Hernandez. I'm pretty sure I'm going to put money on this because I'm so confident. Vieira submits Hernandez. Hernandez has been submitted by Marcus Perez, who I don't think even, even though Perez is a black belt, Vieira's just next level. Have you seen that guy? He's so he
0: ridiculous. Have you seen the size of him as well? For 185 pounds, it's ridiculous.
1: The size yeah. of him. Yeah, I bet, I bet you saw this knocking on his door every month. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with that size. Yeah. uh, Yeah. With those big old arms, he's he's going to be able to submit him. That's just what I expect. And I'll probably put money on it. Also, Muhammad in Lima. You know, Muhammad, he's this a good real mm-hmm. Muhammad fought a big power puncher in Lehman Good. Talking about guys with you saw send him in their door. Lehman Good is a big old power puncher. And. He was able to survive those exchanges, and he was he won the fight by unanimous decision. And Muhammad says, "I don't have that one punch knockout power, but I can. I work you. I can mentally break guys. by cardio, and he'll do that at Diego Lima here, as we've seen in the past. Usually, one sibling does well and the other does not. Douglas Lima <laughs> is a welterweight champion. This guy's been knocked out by Lee Uh So I'm going with. Palamahad by man's decision and I'll probably parlay it with a uh, Vieira by submission. You know, those are pretty predictable fights if you ask me. And a uh, Vienna and Martin, that's a coin flip. That's a coin flip fight. <laughs> when you get rocked by uh what's her name? Uh uh Martin, she got rocked by uh Hold uh, on, give me two seconds by six. Cyphers, yes, Cyphers. Cyphers, yeah, how the yeah. Cyphers, yeah. We've learned Cypher's is, is uh, you know, if you watch wrestling, there's this term called jobber. They get the big star gets fed to the jobber. That's what I view Hannah Cypher as. She's, she's been set up to lose, and she usually does, and she was able to rock Mali Martin. And for that reason, I will not be backing the favorite Malia Martin here. I cannot back you if you get hurt by Hannah Cypher. But let's not forget that Hannah Cypher's also beat Pollyanna Vienna uh you know it's not looking too good on both sides here this is what we're talking about when we say that we would like to sacrifice a fight on the prelims in order to create a five round co-main event uh Vienna actually has knocked out Amanda I foolishly overlooked that when she was matched up against somebody like uh a uh, Marina Rodriguez, I foolishly overlooked that because we know Viana isn't too good on the feet either. Uh, but she is a blockbound jujitsu, and Melly Martin likes to wrestle, so I think Melly Martin's gonna slip on a banana peel here and get on board. That's just how I see it going.
0: Uh, good, good picks. I'll more so go with Pollyanna Viana, as you said. The in her last fight, Mallory Martin, you know she got rocked by Hannah Cyphers. That That's that's not a good look. I, and I believe uh, she's been cut now, Hannah Cyphers. Uh
1: So, or actually, hold on. She she got a recent fight canceled.
0: Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. she's she, she's been scheduled again. Uh, that that made me question myself. I want to see who she got scheduled. In my um ooh, in my head, I had Loma look. But I think she really fought. Oh no, she was meant to fight Emily Whitmire, but that got cancelled. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm Before fine. that, she's fought Angela Hill, lost. Mackenzie Dern lost. Uh, Mira Agapova lost. Marilyn Martin lost, and she been she was finished in every single one of them. Uh Yeah. What do you call him a jobber? That's what. That, that's what she is a yeah. jobber. Uh, well, yeah, so uh, Andre ewell versus uh, Chris Gutierrez, uh, a really good fight. Uh, we've seen Chris Gutierrez in the past with them leg kicks when he stopped. Um, oh, who did he stop? Um, Vince Morales in his last fight, he stopped him uh, with them. Last, not in his last fight, but before before his last fight. Uh, he stopped him with nasty leg kicks. And uh, in his last fight, he got a draw versus uh, Cody Durden. Uh, and, and Cody Durden just lost to Jimmy Flick. But Andre Uwell, you know, he's, he's a great fighter. He's been around. He's fought the best of best. He wasn't meant to fight Cody Stanman uh, in this fight. Uh, but, you know, in his last two fights, he's beat Jonathan Martinez. who beat uh, Thomas Almeida recently. Uh, he's been Ivan Rivera. He's been... Um, who That was the guy who
1: stabbed his sisters, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I do not want to bring that up on the podcast. It's kind of a bummer. <laughs> yeah, but... um. Uh, he lost it Marlon Marais,
0: uh, Marlon Marais, Marlon Vera, uh, by uh, ground and pound. It got submitted by Nathaniel Wood back in the day. Uh, got um, we got someone called uh, Nathan Diaz saying, haha, looking good, Jeff. Appreciate that, uh, Nathan Diaz. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you tune in. We're getting uh, breaking down uh, the UFC 258 card, and uh, we're gonna go move on to the Bellator uh, Benator, uh, light, heavy- no, light, light heavyweight Grand Prix. Yes, that's it. Oh, well, what yes, we we're
1: in time with the prelims.
0: Yeah, we're not finished with the prelims yet. Uh, so he's knocked out, he's been knocked out before in the past. Uh, finished by Marlon Vieira, been choked out by um Nathaniel Wood. But uh do I see Chris Gutierrez beating Andre Uwell? Um I'm not too sure. Uh I, I think Andre Uwell, he's a crafty veteran. Uh, he has a lot of fights on his uh, on his record. So does Chris Gutierrez. You know, he's fifteen and two, Andre Uwe is seventeen and six. Uh, I think Chris Crispy is if he can get them them leg kicks moving early, kind of stop the movement on you Uwell, that would be a very uh, a, a good uh, a good strategy, good tactic. But I feel like um on you you know, he's looked good in his recent fights. Uh, against um his last fight with oh, who was that again? Oh, uh, wow. I remember uh, Aaron Rivera. He, uh, he was looking good uh then you look good against martinez oh you got a split decision against martinez both against arm rivera as well so that actually looking at that that kind of questions oh i don't know um i'm gonna switch it i'm gonna go with chris gutierrez i think chris Gutierrez uh, finishes him
1: i'm actually very confident about this pick uh he was uh ewell was prepared to fight stamen who's a much better wrestler than Gutierrez. but stamen does not use those leg kicks like uh like stamen does he's gonna Get in there, and he's gonna use those leg kicks, as you said, and he's gonna—he's basically gonna piece him up, if you ask me. And on the—I believe he can take him down as well and control him. Ewell has shown a a poor gas tank in the past. He's finished by Marlon Vera in the third round, and I think Gutierrez is gonna—is gonna gonna pretty much have a fairly dominant fight, and he'll win by unanimous decision. I know I keep on saying unanimous decision, but I. I don't see too many finishes happening on this card. If you like the card last week and there weren't too many finishes, but it would just be uncharacteristic of the the small octagon if we saw like a ton of decisions. But who knows? Who knows what's the time of these fights? And yeah, after that, Ricky Samoan and Brian Kelleher is a fun fight. has been booked on multiple occasions. It's kind of canceled, which has always bummed me out. But we actually ended up seeing that. Uh, we're actually going to end up seeing this fight. And unless Brian Kelleher lands a big bomb or gets a gate team, I think Ricky Simone gets this fairly easy. I think Ricky Simone is the better wrestler. He's he's actually uh, gotten bigger wins. But, you know, we've seen him get submitted in the past, but never by gate team. So I, I'm, I'm going to be confident that Brian Kelleher is just going to hope to get a gate team and ricky simone will slip his head out and he'll keep him on his back and that'll result in a ricky simone unanimous position how about you uh
0: yeah before we move into that uh we've got a comment in the section uh it said uh gasoline versus ian heinish prediction uh what was your prediction uh,
1: yeah i actually had Gasoline by unanimous decision but he's very alive for a third round knockout because uh despite ian heinish being from colorado his cardio hasn't seemed to be the best Gaslom was doing really well against Adesanya, even in the later rounds.
0: Yeah, I, I went with uh, Gaslam, even though you know he hasn't been looking as great as of late. Free fight, Luton Skid, uh, lost against Jack Manson in his last fight. You know, he got um, knee barred, uh, lost against Darren Till, and then that war against Israel Adesanya. He won two rounds, arguably, against uh. And maybe even free. It, it could have went either way that night. And um, he, he, he was the one who kind of really pushed, kind of really pushed Israel Adesanya at his best. Uh, that's the only fight we've ever seen Israel Adesanya in trouble. Uh, we've seen him rocks in that fight. We've seen Adesanya got rocks from that head kick. Uh, five foot nine, Kelvin Gasloin landing a head kick on Adesanya. Ridiculous. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Kevin Gassim is a warrior. He's got that Mexican heart. Uh, but yeah, in this fight, I think Kelvin Gassim takes it. I think we've seen. I think we see a really good bounce back performance from him. And he said. He said uh, recently earlier on that he doesn't have a middleweight frame. And I agree with you. You know, he's very small for the division. Uh, a lot. A lot of times, he's going to get overpowered. A lot of the. A lot of the men are bigger than him in Hynes. In this case. Uh, probably, I think, is a little bit bigger than him. He's got a wider frame. Uh, it, it, have we seen on Kelvin Gaston? He's just got like a big a big belly-ish, sort of. Uh, he's just like, got a lot of... Um, uh, he like, looks bloated. Uh, but if he went down to... Uh, well, weight even though I, probably, I don't think he'll ever make that again. Uh, he's, a, he's a big boy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but uh, I think Kelvin Gaston takes this, and uh, he takes it uh, in a spectacular fashion. We see him bounce back in uh, really, really good. A uh, really good performance. But, yeah, we'll continue on. Where was we? Uh, Simeon versus um uh, Brian Kelliger. Uh, a tremendous fight. This one has a tip to be probably fighting tonight night as well. This fight is going to be an absolutely crazy fight. Uh, Brian Kelliger, you know, we've seen him in the past. He's fought some really good guys as well. Uh, we've seen uh, he lost against Cody Samman. uh lost the that decision. Got out-wrestled. He's been dash-choked by Montel Jackson as well in the past. Uh, he, incredible to think about that. Uh, Guillotine, Odi Osband, uh and then Ray Rodriguez in his last fight. Uh, Ricky Simon, in uh, recently, he knocked out... I'm trying to mean, uh Oh, this is going to be a uh, Perriello. Uh, and then he beat Ray Ball by a split decision. Before that, he's lost to Ray, Ray, Ray Font, who's now top five in the division. Uriah Faber got uh, finished by him on the on the feet. But uh, in this fight, I, I really don't see Brian Kelliger possessing much threat to Simone. I think uh, the only, as you said there earlier, uh, Brian Kelligan, the only way you Victor, I see it as a, maybe a, 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 a glit, um, maybe a grab on the guillotine. Uh, if he, if, uh, if Simon shoots uh, leaves his head exposed, he grabs that guillotine. That's the only way I can see him winning. But, uh, Simone is a in absolutely great fight, a great wrestling. Uh, and this is what this is going to be the story of the fight. I think Simone wrestling for 15 minutes.
1: Yeah. Um, but we did see uh, Simone get knocked out by an older Eli uh, Faber. And mm-hmm. Kelleher, uh, he knocked out Hunter Azir, who was undefeated, I believe. So yeah, yeah. that's a real possibility. But uh, yeah, I don't really expect that to happen. And uh, the next fight, I do think we could see a finish between Green and Row. I think uh, Green has an excellent gas tank. If you saw that fight against... Uh, he brought Daniel Rodriguez. He landed over 100 strikes, and he he never stopped. That fight was was pretty crazy. I think it got overlooked. It didn't even get that fight of the night. Those guys landed over 200 total significant strikes. Those guys uh, have pretty excellent cardio. Um, and I think Green should be able to piece up Rowe. Even though Rowe Ro is huge for this division, this is well to wait And Rose is six-three, just like Neil Magny, and he has a uh, he has a pretty significant reach advantage here. But Ro has just looked—he's uh, looked pretty good as of late. But it was it against the best of competition. No, he's a contender series guy. Uh, he did lose his first two fights, which I can always respect a fighter that can come back from back-to-back losses in your first two fights. That has to be very discouraging. Because you got to double-guess yourself. If you're losing your first two fights, you know, i got to commend him for staying in the game just by losing his first two. That shows that he's, he's a real fighter. He can come back from adversity. But I just think Gabe Green offers too much adversity for him here. Gabe Green has gotten most of his wins by submission, and I expect him to submit Phil row here in the first or second round uh how about you
0: uh that's a great way of, of looking at it but um uh we've, we've seen gabe green in the past he's been knocked out uh by Jalen turner and he's also been knocked out by rando Abeta uh, but uh in the past as well so uh, as uh the oscar the famous oscar line i've got to have questions about his chin <laughs> mm-hmm. oscar <laughs> so but philip wrote if you've seen it we've seen it in his recent fights he's finishing fights uh we've seen it in his last fight against leon shabardian Uh, where he knocks him out on the contender series. And I think uh, he has a lot of uh, submission wins under his belt as well. A lot of rare naked chokes. Um, Do I see Philip Rowe knocking him out? I I, I see Philip Rowe knocking him out. I see that it's going to be a finish from Philip Rowe. Uh, We've seen Gabe Green been knocked out in the past, uh, twice back-to-back, since then bouncing back, obviously. Uh, Then lost against um, Daniel Rodriguez. Uh, I think Philip Rowe finishes him in the fight and he
1: finishes it early on. Yeah, that's a real possibility. I am not too familiar with those two. They haven't had they haven't had too many fights in the UFC, so there's a lot of question marks there. And as you said, uh, including uh, Gabe Green's chain, which uh that could be exposed. Yeah, but in the next one, uh, Miranda Maverick said she wants that second round finish, and so did Jillian. This is uh this is not a striker versus a grappler matchup, but. Uh, in terms of the methods, one wants it on the feet, one wants it on the ground. And it's, it's a tough pick for me, if you ask me. Uh, I'm going to have to side with Maverick, because I think he's a little cleaner on the feet. Let's not forget, Robertson got dominated. Just straight just up minute. dominated against Talia Santos. Talia Santos is a very talented in the old right. Uh, she's much more talented than Miranda Maverick. I don't think Maverick uh, uh, has the level trajectory of Robertson who got that black belt from Dean uh, Thomas. I think uh, Jillian Robertson could get a submission, but I, I wouldn't bank on it because uh, we've seen her we've seen her just uh, kind of uh, let down the betters in the past uh, with, with those uh, submissions. You know we we've seen her lose when she should. She's been very up and down in her career, and I can't really back her in this spot. With somebody like Miranda Maverick, who's really got a lot of momentum behind her. John Anik touted her as the greatest prospect of 2020. He, John Anik thinks the world of her. Uh, and Miranda Maverick, I, she actually won three fights in one night, if you didn't know. Uh, only the last one counted. So, uh, you know, that's pretty cool. She was really good in Invicta. She finished Liana Jojua with that elbow with, uh, that yeah, it was the doctor that stopped that fight. I think it could have gone a little longer, but Mavericks really good on the feet, a little better than Robertson, and that's probably gonna be the determining factor in her getting the unanimous decision victory. How about you? You just interviewed Robertson, so you might be a little biased. You know, she could catch her. What do you think? Um uh, I hope she's not watching this. I really hope. I I, I just
0: released an interview with Jillian uh, Robertson just before this one. If, if go check it out after this uh, after this preview. But oh Miranda Maverick, man, she's she's a killer. I, if you've seen her for last fight against Lorna Joja, you know, that elbow that was nasty, absolutely nasty. She's um she's got a good frame for 125. Uh she's she's big, uh, she's strong, uh, she's got good wrestling as well. Um uh she said she's comfortable on the back. I interviewed her on Pop Sports Radio. She said she's very comfortable on her back if it went to the ground. So that was interesting. I was like, oh okay. And uh and then <laughs> Jillian Robinson said, um, well, it's different kind of te- type of pressure when she's on her back and uh, when she's on top. I mean, so this is a good fight. And I feel like Gillian Robinson would do good in the first round. Uh, we'll see her, you know, come out explosive, get the fight to the floor. Um control her look for some submissions uh not not be successful and then that second round where both men uh, both men both women predicted a finish that would be a crazy round in that second round i think that'd be a really good round because both women will be hunting for the
1: finish and i think it will come chilli robertson's way oh i think i think it's a very exciting fight you should mm-hmm. definitely uh turn on the fights early and watch this one yeah
2: I, I say don't bet on
1: this one. If you're a better, do not bet
0: on this one. This is a
1: really close, a close fight. Yeah, you, uh, you were saying uh, Jillian should watch. Uh, should probably not listen to this. Yeah, you interviewed Maverick as well, right? So, uh, I, I don't think you can. You know, one of them is going to be mad at us. Uh, after watching this. Uh, yeah. sorry, whoever loses, it's it's going to be close. I gotta Go get both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. both women
0: have tremendous tremendous potential um uh, in the future i'd love to see moran maverick take on macy barber who's fighting uh early on that would that would be a mate, crazy crazy fight uh but but not not yet though both women early on uh, i'd like to see it when they're both top five uh top 10 that would be a good fight to see down the line 100 yeah, well that's definitely. our picks that's our picks for usc 258 uh nathan diaz put in the chat um, who you guys got for the Bellator Light Heavyweight Tournament, Rumble versus Romero, who you got. That's a perfect segue into our next uh, segment of the show and the last one. Uh, Bellator have came up huge in 2021 and have announced a crazy, crazy Light Heavyweight Tournament in, uh, with some of the best names in the Light Heavyweight division that we've seen in recent years. Uh, Rumble coming out of retirement. Uh, Romero uh, moving over to Bellator. Corey Anderson moving over to Bellator, Ryan Bader, um, Vadim Nemkov, who's a beast. Um, and I can't pronounce the other guy's name.
1: I'm I'll, wondering, uh, I'll, Oscar. I'll, Bell. I'll, I'll take a crack at it. I'll <laughs> just pull it up right here on a Bellator's Instagram. They uploaded <laughs> it back to Instagram.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. I'll take a crack at it. There's a, there's a question marks on it if uh, his name has an I or a Y in it. But uh, <laughs> his name Yag Shimeradov. Yag Shirmiradal. Yeah, Yag Shimeradov. I got it down. You know, I've crazy. Got, uh, and his first name is yeah, Davlet Shagmeradov.
0: Mm-hmm. So this go. is the this is in, incredible tournament. Uh, we'll look at the bracket. I'll get the bracket up uh, on my phone and we'll talk about
1: it. The first, what one do you want to talk about first? Romero versus um. Romero versus uh Rumble. Yeah, let's talk about the right side of the bracket. Uh Rumble and Romero and Num Calvin Davis for the belt. We'll talk about Quick. that side of the bracket right. first. Good, good. Uh right, you go first. All right. So Rumble and Romero is a dream matchup. It's something we've uh MMA fans have fantasized about. And I think uh Rumble has had a has had a really long layup. He struggled against DC twice and got submitted. Romero will not possess that submission threat like DC does. But, uh, you know, that wrestling advantage from Romero might really give him this win. But we've never really seen Romero come out with a wrestling game plan. And that's what it's going to cost him. I think he gets clipped here. Uh, Paulo Costa really tested his chain that one time. And I, I don't think Paulo Costa and Rumble are in the same level in terms of power. So I think. If Romero lands a really good shot, he'll, he'll put out UL as one of the most legendary chains in UFC history. He's been hit with the kitchen, everything in the kitchen, sink by Uh Whitaker, and he kept on going. But I think Rumble has insane power. So Rumble clips him here, but there's always question marks uh about a guy coming back from a long layup. So uh, I'll side with Rumble for now this is a crazy 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 fight
0: uh, yeah, you, you put it perfectly a dream matchup a, a fight between two powerhouses uh, the, the, i always thought um the, the 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 size of uh yo romero 185 pounds i always looked uh, that he was huge uh he always struggled to make that weight. recently though he looked more disciplined uh he, he looked great coming at the weigh-ins he looked good he looked fine um 205 pounds is a great weight class for him. I think he's going to be healthy. I think he's going to look good. He's going to look fresh. But uh, he as you said there, he's never, ever... I, I can't remember the last time he's ever came in with a wrestling game plan. He's always came in to strike. And this is what's so good about this matchup. Because uh, as you said there, Rumble doesn't really have to worry about that submission offense. Uh, every time he's lost a fight, he's... um uh, He's lost via submission. We've seen him lost against Daniel Cormier, submission. Uh, and I it. think
2: that,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. By by uh, mm-hmm, yeah, uh, but I don't think there's going to be a submission offense from Romero in this fight. And I think that both men are going to stand on the feet, and whoever gets clicked first, and that's it. It's night night. Whoever it was. Uh, and I think uh, Rumble going to be quicker. I think he's going to be the more powerful. I think his strikes are going to be crisper, and I think he's going to be more technical on, on the feet. I feel like his one, are going to be straight down the barrel, really sharp, uh, really quick as well. I think that's going to really catch yo Romero, how quick he is for how big he is. And, uh, he'll get clipped early on and that'll be the end of the fight. And we'll see rumble return in spectacular fashion. Yeah.
1: That's a crazy, I mean.
0: crazy fight. A crazy fight
1: though.
0: Yeah, this is a dream matchup. And, uh, to think uh, I get to interview these fighters after the fight, i'm gonna be i'm gonna be buzzing absolutely buzzing so who who we got uh on nice. nemkov versus bader, uh, uh, davis i mean uh davis as of late as of late i mean he's been looking good uh we've seen it in his in his last fight but vadim nemkov just beating ryan bader ryan bader was there you know the the golden man over at bellator you know he was beating everyone uh, he, he got that champ-champ status over there in Bellator. He was the heavyweight champion, light heavyweight champion. Then he lost viciously to uh, B- Vadim Nemkov. In the first round, Ryan Bader had a good round. And then Vadim Nemkov, out of nowhere, lands that big, huge head kick and finishes the fight. Uh, goes ground and pound, finishes the fight. And I think we're going to see him finish this fight as well. I think uh, Vadim Nemkov is on a, a different level a wavelength of, uh, of Phil Davis. I, I think uh, this fight is a really good fight, a really close fight, but I think Vadim Nenkov taking this one. What, what, what do you reckon?
1: Yeah, this is actually a rematch, if you didn't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Nenkov already beat him, so I think he'll do it again. I don't think Phil Davis has significantly improved. since. I think Nemkov probably has. uh Nemkov is Fedor's protege. He's looking to put Russian MMA on the map, especially in Bellator, and he's He's going to shine here he's live for a finish if you ask me but uh if if davis is struggling with an older Lyoto machida i think we're probably going to see Nemkov get a finish possibly in the third round
0: yeah we'll move on to the left side of the bracket uh do you want to start with ryan bader or versus uh Machida or koreans versus uh yag ishim Muradov?
1: Yeah, I, I'm actually going to start with uh, Bader and Machida. This is also a rematch. Uh, This this one, uh, did it go down in the UFC or Bellator, their first fight? UFC or Yeah, it, it was in the mm-hmm. UFC. It's in Bellator. They're much different fighters than they used to be. Bader has seen a lot of success in Bellator. You know, as you mentioned, Double Champ, Machida. Despite him being older, he's actually been hanging with these guys. That Gegard Mousasi rematch was a split decision. Gegard Mousasi is a monster. He's he has one of the best records in MMA that nobody really talks about. He's like forty six and seven. That's insane. And he went to a split decision with him just last year. Uh, Bader, he didn't look too good at light heavyweight. I think he he didn't he didn't do that cut in a long time, and he's a little older. He's like thirty seven, so doing that cut late at a later age probably isn't the best for him. But uh, Machida's also doing that cut at a, at a later age. So I, I think Bader does what he did in the first fight. He takes him down and controls him. And he probably gets his hand raised by Nanem's decision. And that might be the path to victory for Corey Anderson against Davlet Uh Corey Anderson is a monster, you know. But as I like to say, questions about that chin knocked out by OSP. Uh who else? Uh, Johnny Walker was expected to knock him out, but he, he turned the tables on him, and he completely shut down that uh, hype train. And he's going to shut down uh, Yakshir Muradov's hype train. Even though Yakshir Muradov was a champion at, uh, over in his promotion, he has not been fighting the best competition. I always cannot back a fighter who's been fighting uh, tomato cans, let's say, in the, their promotion when you're when you're fighting uh like a debuting fighter or somebody that's like fourteen and seventeen, it's it's not a good look. And I think uh Corey Anderson, he's he's been in the UFC a long time. He actually got re- uh released after that Blahovich shot, but that was Blahovich. That's a form. That's a champion right now. And Dabla is just in a completely different universe than Blahovich in, in terms of MMA success. He's got a good record, but Corey Anderson should be able to stop any takedowns. But he could get clipped here, but he also could have gotten clipped by Melvin Manhoef. So I think Corey Anderson can win this wherever he wants, if you ask me. How about you?
0: Uh yeah, we'll start off with the Ryan Badovon versus uh Machida. Uh the first fight, Lyrting Machida knocked him out. Uh back in uh, in UFC. Uh hold on, let me get i got up, I had it up here. Back at UFC uh, on Fox 4, uh, when they uh, actually, uh, Shogun versus Vieira. Uh, but yeah, uh, Leo Machida knocked out um, Ryan Bader. Uh, but this way, it's going differently. Uh, both men older. Uh, Leo Machida is the more elder. A cut to 205 pounds doesn't look pretty for both men. Uh, we saw that against Ryan Bader, in uh, his last fight. He, he hadn't been able to 205 pounds for, for a few years. Uh, after he had that heavyweight tournament, won it beat fado uh got the belt. Uh in this fight though, I see it they differently. Uh I think the age of Machida will pay a factor in this fight. I think we'll see Ryan Bader be more active, more f- uh more, more movement from him. But you know, Machida can you know he can he can come out of nowhere. He can, he can do nothing for ten minutes and in 10 seconds, crane kick up the middle, boom, lights out. We've seen it against Peter Bellport. We've seen it against, um, uh, who did, uh, I can't remember who else he knocked out. Uh, but yeah, uh, incredible karate type. He's so good. But uh, Ryan Bader has that wrestling. I think he takes him down, wears him out. And in the the third, we see him really, you know, pay the pressure, pile on, pile on the pressure, and he'll finish the fight. Uh, I think Ryan Bader takes out he bothers to the next round. Uh, then we got Corey Anderson versus, uh, we call him his opponent. Uh, I can't pronounce his name. Um, let me look at his name. Yag Eshimem Meridov. As you said there, perfectly. Uh, you always have questions about someone who's not been fighting the best of competition. Um, so that's always uh, question marks. But uh, Corey Anderson, elite level fighter. We, you know, he's been in the UFC, uh, but there's, there's questions about his chin. Been knocked out to get, against OSP, been knocked against against Jan, who's now the UFC light heavyweight champion. But you, you just need to look at where these men and who they have fought in their career to really pick a winner. Uh, I think US, uh, Corey Anderson, who has been in the UFC, been in Bellator now. He's fought the best of the best, and I think he takes his fight
1: and he derails the hype train. Yeah, the uh, let me just read you some of the records off of a uh, Dablatz competition in case anybody's trying to say, oh, he fought fought decent guys here there. He did. His last win was a uh, a guy that was fifteen and three, elected Buturin. But before that, just two fights before that, he fought a guy that was four and zero. That's that's kind of being a bully if you ask me. A guy that's four and zero, only his fifth fight, when he's fifteen and five. That that's. That's a mismatch uh, anywhere, and also there is a guy that was seventeen and fifteen. That's that's not a pretty record in any sense the word. So when, if those guys are amongst your wins and your fairly recent wins within the past uh, three or four years, uh, I gotta have questions about how really good are you? Danilo Marquez had some questionable wins, but he proved he was the real deal. He submitted a. Uh, Submitted rodriguez and he got that win against uh i uh ibrahimov uh you know i i think uh yakshir yeah, has to prove himself to me and that's why i'm picking Corey.
0: yeah is that i'm picking Corey as well uh the only way i can see uh y- yagamish oh my god his
1: name uh his name every time you say it yeah um let me look at his name hold on again Yagshim Muradal, I believe.
0: Dovaletian. Dovaletian. We're going to call him that. Uh But every, uh, I think he could probably clip Corey. We've seen Corey struggle in the past. Every time he gets clipped, uh, you know, he, he he wears it on, on the chin. Uh, he's been knocked out previously in the past. But I just don't see that being a threat. I think Corey takes him down, uses wrestling, controls him and uh, eventually just, just takes that 15-minute win and uh, moves on to the next round. I think the, this is a good matchup. Uh, we've seen uh, I, but yeah, his opponent. He's not been fighting the best competition, and uh, you have to pick Corey because who he's been fighting and where he's been at. He's been in the UFC for a long time. He's Now he's in Bellator. He fought Melvin Manhoof in his last fight, uh, finished him, uh, a legend as well. Melvin Harman who's a kickboxing legend. Uh, but yeah, Corey Anderson takes this one. Uh, that's the only way I can see it going.
1: Yeah. I actually got a question. Who wins it? it who wins it all? Who wins the world Grand Prix? Who wins the world Grand Prix? Yeah. So
0: if, so I picked Vadim Nemkov to go through. So he goes through to the bracket. Johnson goes through as well. So that means it's Johnson versus Vadim Nemkov. And then we've got Bader versus Corey Anderson. I think Bader beat Leo Mashida. Corey will beat his opponent. And then Corey will beat Bader. And then Bader will go to the uh, and then Corey will be in the final. And then Vadim versus Johnson. Ooh. That's a tricky one. I think Vadim Nemkov loses to Johnson. And then we see Corey Anderson versus Johnson in the final. And then wow. John, and then I think Johnson knocks him out. And then Johnson the reigns supreme.
1: Yeah, I actually think uh the final will be a rematch. We're gonna see Rumble and Fader running back in the final, if you ask me. I think uh, Rumble probably gets that knockout in the first round when it happens. It's just the way uh things are shaped out. You know, we said Anderson can get knocked out at any time and Fader's got a lot of power, to knock out Fador and he's gonna he's gonna clip him and advance. And also, you said that Nemkov and Rumble are going to face off. Nemkov's, uh, he's only been finished uh, by retirement. Like uh, he quit in the corner because he realized he could not win. But Rumble just has that next level power that. Dev- that devastating. Yeah, it erases all of his mistakes. He can make all the, any mistake he wants, just like Nagano. Nagano, it took the third punch against Rosenstrike uh to get him the victory it didn't matter that he missed those other punches just needs an one and i think rumble will be the bellator light heavyweight champion enough we both chose that we both chose rumble yeah we actually agreed on every single pick <laughs> would you look at that great minds think alike yes they do but uh maverick and uh robertson uh we're, we're gonna see who's right there and also, I want to keep track of these picks in the up in the upcoming weeks. I want to see mm. who's who's smarter, who who has the better <laughs> uh, instincts when it comes to picking an MMA fight, because uh, yeah, yeah, there's there's money to be made out there, and you know we're gonna see who you can trust your money with. <laughs> Probably not me. Probably Oscar. Oh. Oh, let, let me show you my 2021 record. I actually want wanted to keep track of this so I could see if I can brag about, about my picks. Here's my record. It's 26 and 21 for 2021. That's a 55% winning percentage. That means I win most of the time, but I'm probably <laughs> going to be wrong half of the time as well. So n- not a good look at this point. Uh, I'm going to rebound this week.
0: Hopefully last week was uh,
1: terrible. A lot of underdog, well, not last week, but week before that.
0: A lot of underdogs came through. Yeah. A lot of fights I didn't. A lot of fighters I didn't think would win. One, I
1: was like, oh damn. Yeah, if you're looking at the card uh, for this weekend's pay-per-view, which I'm actually pretty excited. As I kicked things off with, I uh, I wasn't too excited when it was announced, but the more you analyze that fight and the fact that their teammates Usman went to a different gym, there's a lot of you know, you don't really know until they both get in there, and we'll see who really is the better fighter. If you saw the media day interviews, Usman looks like he's gonna be neutral. Uh Burns also says uh there's no friends in there. I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna really come down to to who really was better in that gym. And if you're looking at these uh if you're looking at these odds right now the only the only underdog i signed with is Vienna and i'm not even confident about that and as we have seen <laughs> in the past these underdogs just win out of nowhere marching Procneo and uh and khalil raunchy jr just shocks shocks the world Arena rodriguez dustin Tre- Tre-
0: trevin jones versus a team of value
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a crazy year. It's a crazy time. Uh, Leaching, Liang, and Santiago Ponta uh There's a lot of underdogs that are allowed to finish. And the only one I'm back in is Vienna, who, 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 as I said, I'm not very confident about. So uh, mm-hmm. if I were you, I wouldn't bet my picks. But hey, if, do this. Parlay, Vera, and Muhammad by decision. They'll take me later. Those, those <laughs> are locks. Yes, me. Those are locks. Do you agree? Uh-huh. With that? Yeah, um, Muhammad and Vieira definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, but uh, but the winning method is uh, Muhammad by decision, Vieira by submission. Do you agree with that? Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah.
0: Vieira will get a submission, and Muhammad, and you said there, uh, put it said earlier, not a power puncher, uh, likes a lot of bunches and punches, uh, but punches and bunches. I mean, and uh, yeah, he'll take this decision,
1: yeah. Well, that that about wraps it up. Make sure to watch that. that wraps opinion. up
0: the mm-hmm. sure perfect way to. Opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make sure to watch that Jillian Robertson interview which i' trying to say.
1: Sorry. Yeah, and uh, for all the uh, audio listeners, this will actually be uh, in the same episode, episode 17. So stay tuned in because we'll transfer right over to the Jillian Robertson. <laughs> She's fighting Miranda Maverick in the first fight of the night. Don't miss it. A brilliant way to end it. Thank you, Oscar, for joining me uh, a different uh Set up for us this week,
0: but yeah, I enjoyed it nonetheless. Great talking to you, Oscar. Uh, till next time, till next week, thank you very much, and we'll see you then. Well, I'm joined with my next guest, uh, the the red headed machine, jillian Robertson. Uh, how's it going? How are you?
2: I'm doing great. Uh, we're less than two weeks out now, so I'm excited. We're getting down to the uh. You know, crunch time, getting down to the last couple of days.
0: February 13th, 11 days. Uh, I, I'm sure you should be counting by now.
2: Well, oh, yeah, every single night. This is what I look forward to, so I'm just excited to get back in there.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I will quickly uh, talk about you briefly about your last fight. I know you probably won't want to talk about that. It kind of it didn't go your way that night. But we'll keep it short, short and sweet. Uh, when you were fighting in this fight, it was kind of a grueling fight, uh, a lot of gra- grappling, heavy pressure. Uh, but when nothing seems to go your way, what kind of runs uh, through your head during this fight?
2: Uh I guess it's the the same thing that starts from the beginning, it just keeps on going, just keep on fighting, keep on looking for ways to finish, and uh, until the end, I'm always searching for a way to get her out of there, a way to end the fight, and uh, and no matter, obviously, I guess it just gets more dire, the need to finish, I just keep on wanting to finish more and more, the closer it gets to the end, because obviously going into the third round, you know you're down, you know you need to do something impressive.
0: Yeah, exactly. In the first round, you almost pulled out something impressive. You got that armbar, and uh, you can't you let go. How, how close was the armbar uh, to, to finishing?
2: Uh, it, I feel like I was close. I, it was a good setup. She didn't expect it at all, so I was really happy with that. But honestly, like she just got a grip on her, uh, got her hands together, and she was just very strong. So when she got that, I just wasn't able to break it.
0: Mm -hmm. You said there that she was very strong. It was a grappling heavy fight. She seemed to like kind of control you on the ground throughout the whole fight. Was you kind of surprised that the the ability for her to control you on the ground with her background as well? She's a a Muay Thai fighter. Uh, Was you kind of surprised with the ability with her on the ground? Uh,
2: Yes and no. She was able to control me, but she wasn't really able to capitalize on anything. So... Uh, I feel like it was a lot of, like, besides that one elbow, obviously, I had that big cut on my nose. But aside from that, I feel like uh, it was a lot of her just holding me and kind of stagnant, you know? Mhm,
0: mhm. So, as I said, I'll keep it short and sweet. I don't want you to talk about the losses. I just want to talk about what's ahead, what's the future. So we'll talk about your next assignment. And I just feel like you can't say no to a fight. I mean, was it, you just had a fight against Tali Santos. And what was it, just not even a month after that, You've accepted one. You're scheduled to fight, and you're fighting around the Maverick. <laughs> I mean, wh- why why did you come back so quick, and why didn't you kind of like you know wait and give it time to you know kind of take in a loss and kind of like you know uh, work on the mistakes that you that you had in that loss? Why did you say no so quickly? Uh, yes, so quickly.
2: I don't think it makes a, different weather, a difference whether I'm coming off a win or a loss. I always have mistakes to work on. So it's always just testing myself and getting better at the game every single day. So uh, I approach it the same and just keep on moving forward, keep on looking for the next obstacle, the next test. And uh, that's how I'm going to be the best in the world one day.
0: I love the mentality. Uh, that's that's what you have when you're a fighter. The mentality, you've got to be driven. And uh, I can definitely see it uh, the way you're speaking.
2: Oh yeah, hundred percent. You gotta want this. It's not, especially at the beginning. You can't be in it for the money or the fame. It's it's harder at the beginning of this sport. So you really gotta love it. You gotta love the sport.
0: Exactly, one hundred percent. Your next assignment, as I mentioned, there Miranda Maverick. Uh, she's a very hard-hitting fighter, and uh, not many fighters like to kind of talk about their, you know, their game plan. But what what, what can we expect for you to do to win the fight?
2: I think everybody knows what ex- what to expect from me. Everybody knows I'm trying to take it to the ground and trying to put you out. So I'm always going for the neck, going for them throw cuddles.
0: <laughs> uh, she kind of mentioned that I, I actually uh, interviewed her on another platform. And uh, she, uh, this is her quote, and uh, she said, I think she's a little bit of a delusional mindset on how easy it is to take me down. And then I proceeded to mention that Jillian's no joke on the ground. She you know, she can get your neck, she can get your arm. And then she replied with, that she's comfortable on her back. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on the, what, what kind of she had to say about that?
2: Uh, I, I definitely feel like, like she has a good wrestling background. She obviously has shown it in some of her previous fights. But um, it, it's a different world with me, and it's a different type of pressure on top of you, and you don't know it until you experience it. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, as, she said in the, in the same interview that she was uh, predicting a second-round TKO uh, against you. Uh, how, how do you stop that?
2: Uh, I, I think it, it, it's hard to TKO someone when you're on your back, so that's my goal.
0: <laughs> she says she's comfortable on her back, so uh, what, what, what can you kind of expect for her to throw up on, on her back? Maybe a triangle, maybe an armbar?
2: I I definitely think she is comfortable on her back. It's shown a lot of her previous fights, but she also doesn't uh, have great hip dexterity, great hip movement. So um, I don't think that she's going to be able to necessarily uh, pull something off like that on me.
0: Yeah, you you quickly, uh, briefly answered this question earlier, but how do you win this fight on uh, February 13th?
2: Uh, We're going for rear naked choke. I'll say second round's usually my, uh, that's usually my strong round. That's usually where I get it. So I'll say second round rear naked choke.
0: Yeah, that's uh, actually. I was watching uh, some tape on uh, Molly McCann uh, earlier because obviously she's fighting soon, and uh, I saw you choke her out. And I was, uh, I was, I was watching the whole fight. I was impressed. That was at Liverpool as well, in her hometown. You had to do it to her, didn't you? Oh my god,
2: oh, that was my uh, first UFC fight really outside mm-hmm. of the Tough House too. My UFC debut was in the Tough Finale, so it's like that was my first UFC fight with like the full UFC kit and everything. I was so excited and. Yeah. Uh, I get to go and She was the cage warriors champ getting signed to the UFC. I was like, that was probably the most nervous I've ever been for a fight. But Molly is 100% the coolest opponent I've ever had. Still to this day, we'll message each other. Like we've hung out after the fight. We've uh, I-, I love Molly.
0: I like to see that between fighters, that respect and you know, just kind of respect between uh, the fighters that are in the cage. And I like to see it after after you know the, the decision has been drawn and whatever happened in that fight. It's it's so so great to see.
2: Oh yeah, it's all part of the sport. It's just we're in there uh, to compete, and it, it doesn't matter after. You know, it's a, it's a sport. We're in this together, especially as girls. There's not very many of us in it.
0: Mm-hmm. That, that's a, that's a great way of putting it. Not many uh, divisions in the in the women's. Uh, I don't know, women's MMA. You only got about uh, about four. You got atom weight, you got straw weight, fly weight, bantam weight, and briefly featherweight and lightweight. But uh, that's about it for the women's. And the, uh, men's, they've got uh, they've got every weight.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's like well, just in general, you go into a gym. Majority of times, you have one or two girls, mm-hmm. maybe in a gym of thirty guys plus.
0: Well, that's a great segue onto. You just made me think of a question. Was it like did you usually train with men or is it is it, is it women, or do you mix it?
2: Uh, Primarily, I, my main drilling partners are men. So I have uh, Jose Shorty Torres and David Evans. They're my two main drilling partners. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm drilling with them every single day. And a lot of my live rounds are more with girls. I do go with guys, too. Like, I'll get my live rounds with both those guys. But then I'll do some with the uh, girls, too, just because... Uh, they move different. Girls are more flexible. Girls uh, just do a, a, a lot of different. They play the game different than guys do. So you gotta get your rounds with both.
0: <laughs> They're probably a little bit more patient than the men. Men like to kind of you know rush their work a little bit.
2: I think it's the opposite. I feel the like opposite. girls are like, yeah, girls are probably more the ones who are trying to get at it. You know, trying to scrap. Where guys are gonna like pick you apart and trying to figure out your game a little bit more. Uh yeah,
0: a little bit more feisty. You, you could probably say the women are.
2: Yeah,
0: I feel that. Yeah, well, uh, it's great to be uh, talking to you. I didn't want to hold you for too long. You know, you've got a fight coming up soon. I want you to prepare with Din Thomas uh, as much as you can as possible.
2: Oh, thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking to you today.
0: Thank you so much. Uh, I hope you win the fight because you're a lovely uh, girl to speak to and uh, you're a great fighter and
2: uh, I wish you all the best in the future. Oh, thank you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you very (laughs) much. Thank you.